How would you like to have great faith? Now, in today's gospel, we learn from the Canaanite woman what great faith looks like and how such faith faith wrestles with God and holds him to his promises. The Canaanite woman approached Jesus because her daughter was demon-possessed. The text says that Jesus is in the region of Tyre and Sidon, which was, in fact, Canaanite territory. So Jesus running into this Canaanite woman was no real surprise. But the surprise here is that this Canaanite woman approached Jesus. She should not have done that. You see, she is a Canaanite woman. The problem with the Canaanites was that they worshipped false gods. That is, they worshipped the demons. We learn from scriptures that they even sacrificed their children to these false gods. And as a Canaanite woman, of course, then she is not allowed into the Jerusalem temple. She is unclean. She eats unclean food. She lives with unclean people. And she eats and drinks with them. She should not have approached Jesus. But there she is. And she comes up to Jesus, and out of her mouth comes one of the most remarkable things. She speaks like a disciple and calls Jesus Lord. She speaks like a believing Israelite and addresses Jesus as Son of David. But Jesus doesn't respond. He seems to ignore her. And you get the sense that it wasn't only once, but she kept asking him over and over because disciples began to get embarrassed. And they told Jesus to send her away. But the disciples were not saying to Jesus, get rid of her without helping her. No, The disciples were here saying to Jesus, get rid of this unclean Canaanite woman by giving her what she wants. And this, this is why Jesus responds this way. I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That should have ended it. He was sent for the sheep of Israel, period. Now, he's God in the flesh. His word created the universe. And his word here should be considered final. That's it. But the Canaanite woman, she was standing right there in front of him, and she heard all of this. And she knew that, in fact, she wasn't from the house of Israel. But, you know, that's not why she came to see Jesus. 
She came because Jesus is merciful to those who don't deserve it. And she, she persists with Jesus. She doesn't take Jesus' statement as final. No, she persists. persists. So, what does she do? She knelt before him. Actually, as our translation says it. But it can also be translated as she threw herself at his feet. And it was here that she laid on the ground in front of him and begged him simply, Lord, help me. But in response, Jesus says a very painful thing. It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Yikes! Jesus is implying that this Canaanite woman is a dog. Is Jesus being way too harsh? Had he healed tons of people by now? Why is he making this so difficult to this poor woman? Now, would our sinful flesh make us think that we somehow deserve to be treated better? Not this woman. She doesn't hear this as an insult from Jesus. She hears it as a blessing. He called her a dog. Not just any dog, but a dog that sits under the table waiting for food to fall from the kid's plate. Now these dogs belong to the master, live in his house, and are taken care of by him. And for this woman, that's all that she needed to hear. You see, she started thinking... If I'm close enough to the kids to get their food, then I'm inside the master's house. What better place to be? So incredibly, she says, she says this, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Now, that's the best sentence in this entire reading. And the best word she said, the word that shows everything is their, their master. That means that she belongs to him and he belongs to her. To be a dog of this master and to be fed with his crumbs was no small thing. And in fact, it was everything to her. Now, we don't know why Jesus had this very odd interaction with this woman. The text doesn't tell us that. And there are a lot of good guesses in the biblical commentaries on this, but we just don't know. What we do know is that Jesus responded to her by saying this. O woman, Great is your faith. O 
all along. Jesus was not angry with her. Jesus was not ignoring her, even though it seemed that way. No, he was pleased with her, even though it didn't look like look that way to those who were looking on. Now, when we look at this text, the surprising thing here is how Jesus acts, right? We see how Jesus treats this woman, and we think that we ought to be surprised by what Jesus does to her, and in fact, that we should be offended. But you know, the real surprise for us Christians who have called on the name of the Lord for help in our daily lives is actually how familiar this text is to us. How familiar this experience is. And this is why this text is here. You see, we oftentimes pray for things. We pray for big things about the marriage struggles, the wandering children, the addiction, the diseases or sicknesses that's plaguing or afflicting a parent a spouse, a child, or you? It's the fear about the future. You've prayed and you've prayed. And maybe, just maybe, it seems to you that you are in fact being treated like this woman, ignored and left As a dog. It might seem to you that God is not listening. That he's angry with you. Or maybe that he's ignoring you. But you need to know this. You need to know that he is listening. He does hear you and he loves you. Even when you're not seeing the way, things the way that you want to see them, he's still taking care of you in the way that he, that he knows best. And this, dear people, this is what it means to have great faith. Great faith is not something that you can build up in yourself. No, but great faith is faith in a great thing. Where are you putting your faith? In what you see in your life or what you hear from Jesus? Great faith is in a great thing. The promises Of Jesus, who suffered for you, has said, It is finished for you, who has put his name upon you in holy baptism, and has promised never to abandon you. So great faith comes to that Jesus expecting mercy. When we know it's not deserved. Now you may look at your life and see 
great sin and shame. You can see how you have failed in your vocation as father or mother or spouse or child. You know how you've left doors open for the demons, for yourself and for your family. Like the Canaanite woman, based on everything you might see and deserve in your life, you may believe that Jesus is ignoring you, and you know you deserve it. But great faith is not in what is seen, but great faith is in what Jesus says. Great faith comes to Jesus and lays down before him because he has promised to give mercy. He only forgives sinners who come to him needing mercy. And this is why you and I are here today. God has called us here for this. Today's epistle lesson says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace. You are at peace. Great faith clings to God's promise of mercy even when everything around you seems to show that God is ignoring you. Great faith looks not to what we see, but to the gospel of Jesus who gives you more than just crumbs under the table. He gives you his body and blood for the forgiveness of your sins. The very holiness of God placed into your holiness, forgiving your sins, however great they may be, and removing your shame. And at that gospel... The demons flee in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.